Good morning, good morning. It is a need of love to hate to hate. This means that I love and I do not hate. Coming to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God is good. I'm good. My family's good. Another day above ground is always a blessing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And thank you all for tuning into my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I'm going to start my podcast off with my horoscope. I am a Taurus, and it follows. Patience has never been at the very top of your list of personality traits, especially if you want something and you've wanted it for a while. So if there's something out there you've been gazing lonely at while window shopping, you won't be willing to wait until it's half price. Full price would do just fine, as long as you get to bring it home and play with it today. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, people that know me know that when I want something, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to go broke or um, put my bills on pause for something, but yeah. My couple scopes say, if your partner considers your behavior predictable, predictable, you'll show them otherwise today. You might discover a new way to express your emotions. Better yet, maybe it's time to take a walk on the wild side. Okay. I have no idea what that means. Mm, I don't know. And what's running through my mind right now ain't gonna happen. Just saying. <laughs> my career scope say get yourself involved with the creative side of your business. Your unique ideas and vision will help the organization find its voice and really speak to new markets and customers. Okay, well, what I've been trying to do is branch a needle love to hate to hate out a little bit more. Um, I've welcomed a few more people into what I've been trying to do. I've got some positive feedback from um, some of them, so who knows, maybe we'll go as planned, you know, I don't know, we're going to see, carrying on, my finance scope reads, love has you feeling good, if only you could harness that kind of intense energy or put it in a bottle, all of your financial troubles would be over, put some thought into doing it metaphorically, okay, all right, I can do that. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I like that. Um I I kinda see some of that, so I agree with some of it. So yeah. Interesting. I like it. We shall see. Alright you guys, thank you for tuning in to my horoscope. Don't you go anywhere. I'll be back with my black history fact. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Alright, alright, alright. Are you guys there? It is Anita Love to Hate to Hate. Coming back to you guys from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to give you my black history fact. It is still February. Yes, honey. And my black history fact this morning, February the 28th, is 
the recorded protest against slavery um, was by the Quakers in 1688. The Quakers are also known as Society of Friends. They have a long history of abolitionists. But it was four Pennsylvania friends with Germantown from Germantown who wrote the initial protest in the 17th century. They saw the slave trade as a grave injustice against the fellow man and used the golden rule to argue against such inhumane treatment. Regardless of skin color, we should do unto others as we would have done unto us. In their protest, they started pray what thing in the world can be done worse towards us than if men should rob or steal us away and sell us for slaves to strange countries separating husbands from their wife and children. Their protest against slavery and human trafficking was presented at a monthly meeting at Dublin in Philadelphia. The Dublin monthly meeting reviewed the protest but sent it to the quarterly meeting feeling it to be too serious an issue for their own meetings to decide. The four friends continued their efforts and presented at the Philadelphia Yearly Meeting, but it wasn't until 88 years later that the Society of Friends officially denounced slavery. Over the centuries, this rare document has been considered lost twice. Most recent, it was rediscovered in 2005 and now at Haverford College special collection. Yes, honey. That is crazy. I like that. Um, I appreciate it. Um, just the fact that people were trying to make a difference for the inhumane and the wrong injustice that was being inflicted on, on others. Um, that's crazy. I also ran across this uh, fact about um, black cowboys. And it was saying that one in four cowboys was black despite the stories told in the popular books and movies. Um, in fact, you guys, it's believed that the real Lone Ranger was inspired by an African-American man named Bass Reeves. Reeves had been born a slave but escaped west during the Civil War where he lived in what was known as Indian Territory. Um, he eventually became a deputy U.S. Marshal. He was a master of disguise, an expert marksman, had a Native American companion, and rode a civil horse. <laughs> His story was not unique, however. In the 19th century, the Wild West drew enslaved blacks with the hope of freedom and wages. When the Civil War ended, freedom came west with the hope of a better life where the demand for skilled labor was high. These African Americans made up at least a quarter of the legendary cowboys who lived dangerously lives facing weather, rattlesnakes, and outlaws while they slept under the stars driving cattle herds to market. While there was little formal segregation in frontier towns and a great deal of personal freedom, Black cowboys were often expected to, to do more of the work and the roughest jobs compared to their white counterparts. Loyalty did develop between the cowboys on the drive, 
but the black cowboys were typically responsible for breaking the horses and being the first ones to cross the flooded streams during cattle drives, of course. In fact, it is believed that the term cowboy originated as a derogatory term used to describe black cowhands. Isn't that crazy? Um, I don't know that part I didn't like, and I don't know if that part is actually true. Like they said, it, it's believed. Um, so, I don't know. We, I tried to Google to find out some more stuff, but I couldn't find anything else on it. But, um, So, yeah, it's crazy. When I was um, reading it, I was like, you know, I didn't, you know how you read stuff and you're not really sure if it's true or not. And you kind of question certain things about it. And then, um, this, um, older lady that I know. And she said, if you read something and you have more of outsiders, that's not your race, telling you that it's not true. Or they try to argue with you that it was something else. Or they try to argue with you that it was the opposite, nine times out of ten is true. She said that she knew of cowboys, but she said where she was and where she came from, the first cowboy she ever met was a black man. And and that's the God honest truth. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, I mean, they love horses. <clears throat> They took care of them. They broke them in. Um, and she went on telling me different little stories about different things. And I believe her. You know what I mean? And when she, but when she said about people going against what you say, majority of the time it's true. I believe that. Because it's just like on my podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, you guys. Sinus this morning. <clears throat> when I talk about, when I did my segment over the weekend about Chuck E. Cheese being a daycare. No way anybody that listened to that podcast that have never used Chuck E. Cheese as an excuse to not monitor and take care of their children or have taken their child or children to Chuck E. Cheese and never ignored them and never corrected them should have gotten offended. And when I said that, I didn't mean that every time a child do something at Chuck E. Cheese, a mother may be able to see everything that they do wrong. So if you don't pick up on it, you're a bad mother. That's not what I meant by it. But I got more negative about nobody looks at Chuck E. Cheese as a daycare and da 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 da. And she actually wanted to have a discussion on my podcast about it. And. I thought about it. I'm be honest with you. I thought long and hard about it. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then she called back three times. 
And every time she called back, she was more and more aggressive about it. And I put together that this person was trying to use that as a ploy to draw attention to her station. Or not just to her station, she does a station with someone. And I felt like they were just trying to use that as a way to get a conversation spark so that they can draw attention to theirs and, you know what I mean? And although I would love for my name to constantly grow and get out there in a positive way, I'm not going to help someone else succeed by taking what I say and flipping it into something else to turn into an argument of debate as if I'm criticizing or downing women. Because I was young. You know, I was a teenager, didn't know anything about being a mother, and I learned as I went. And I basically grew up with my with my child, with my children. So I didn't understand where that was coming from, but I've noticed that anything that I say pertaining to women, if it's not Yaz honey, she be banging it. If I'm not saying that, it is always taken as I'm criticizing women. And that's not what I'm about at all. I love us. We're some amazing people. But when her name is Miss Williams, when Miss Williams told me that, I could relate. I could understand what she was, what she said, and how she felt. You know, when because she used to say things and she used to have conversations. She said she had a girlfriend. The girlfriend passed away. I mean like best friend, not like relationship lesbian or anything like that. <laughs> But she said she would always try to get into a bait, debate with her about, no, that didn't happen that way. And, you know, and she's like, you know what, I wash my hands. I'm not doing this. I know what it is and what it's not. And um, I understand. You know what I mean? Because even people come and they're make, they've said, they've corrected, tried to correct me with some of my black history facts that I've said. Like one guy said, that when I mentioned about the black um, astronaut, he was like, well, technically he wasn't an astronaut because he never really got to go into space. Yes, he was an astronaut. He just never experienced the fullness of being an astronaut. He accomplished everything he was supposed to accomplish in regarding to um, be considered and acknowledged as an astronaut. And if you go back in the history books and if you Google him online, he's going to come up. But you're also going to get, unfortunately, he died. And if they listen to the first podcast that I did when I first started talking about the black history, and I think he was the third or fourth, I think it was the third or fourth day when I did this person, when I talked about the black astronaut, I mentioned, unfortunately, he was not able to um, go up in space, but I'm pretty sure he would have enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure that it would have been amazing to him. But all the same, to accomplish what you set out to do is still just an amazing thing. It's what I said. So, you know, I don't mind a great debate on mental issue or not mental issue. You know, did a person plot this or did a person not plot that? But I don't want to turn into a debate of people taking what I say as to criticize people or to put people down or to paint this picture like I'm better than other people because I never do that so that's all I mean by it but I'm not going to keep rumbling on
I hope you guys enjoy my Black History Fact. I hope it moved you in some type of way. <laughs> Open your mind in some type of way. Have allowed you to ignore those negativities that say that's not true and that's not what it is. Because you can Google it. You can go, you can Google blackhistory.com. You can Google um, updated 2018 Black History Facts. Uh, you can also do, um, oh my God, I forgot the name of it. Because um, it's actually a site. And it gives you updated things all the time. Even stuff today. Even stuff that's in the news that we don't even know anything about. Sometimes it, it pops up. Um, I want to say black news. But I'm not sure exactly if that's what it is. But I'll, I'll find out and I'll come back to you guys later if I remember. <laughs> but um, everything that I tell you. I don't just look at it one time and say oh okay. Either I already know it. And I go back and look into it again. Or I run across it. And then I research it again to make sure that what I'm saying has more effects behind it than it doesn't. You know what I mean? But, again, I hope that I moved you. I hope that I enlightened you. I hope I opened your mind up some type of way. You have a good one. I'll be back. Okay, I wanted to talk about the HUD funding for low-income families. That depends on this assistance. And I don't know if people have been paying attention to the different cutbacks that they are cutting <laughs> in the poor communities, or let's just say um, from the people that need the assistance the most. I'm just going to say that. Well, Ben Carson, Ben Carson, wants to cut the HUD funding, but not his office redeclaration budget. Right. Now, he refused to answer Congress Al Green's question about proposed HUD budget cuts. His office was being redecorated with a brand new 31000 dining room set. Now, the New York Times reports that just one month after a whistleblower complained about Carson's wife, Candy, um, insisted that department's officials find the money to redecorate her husband's office, even if it meant circumventing the law. A, a custom hardwood table Chairs and a hutch were purchased for Carson's office. Now, how the secretary don't give a single shit about nobody. And, ugh, just makes me mad. It's none of my business. I'm not going to go into that part of it. And I don't know what kind of wife he got, and I really don't care. Um, but Ben and Candy created a friends and family playing with hood, but it, it matches with the boss's plan. It's thieves and knives all the way down. 
you, you got the cross-eyed possum passing himself off as a doctor and, and, and this spin thief heifer up here spending money that's supposed to be going to housing poor people on expensive office furniture. And you know they're going to try and take it with them when Trump and his company um, run out of the White House. So if you are that concerned about office furniture compared to these people that need this money to live, to have somewhere for them to stay, but furniture, a table that's 31 thousand dollars what is wrong with that picture <sighs> I know people that um they were doing good you know they had they were they were the husband and wife were financially okay both of them worked um the husband fell ill um he had cancer, and it got worse. It got more and more advanced, and so everything was put on the wife. So the wife had to work, take care of the children, and they had four small children at the time, and um, she was pregnant. And so everything was put on her once he his cancer got worse. They thought it had went into remission. Because he had did two rounds of chemo at that time, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was his second round of chemo. But anyway, he was doing good. He went in to get more scans and learned that the cancer had spread it even more. And that they wanted to do a resection and chemotherapy. Or he can try to do radiation and chemotherapy. And he didn't want to do... The radiation, he rather them do the recession and then um, follow up with chemotherapy. So that's what they did. And he did okay for a while, but then it started getting um, worse. The side effects was bad at first, m more so than the cancer. And then the cancer became more and more painful. And then all the other side effects with the chemotherapy mixed with the pain became even more heavier for him and the financial part of it was on the wife um because now all the bills including the insurance was on her plus their children and they had a home their mortgage at the time was like 12,000 that's what was said so they decided to put the house up for sale and they were downsizing into um, a rent house. Well, it got to the point where they couldn't even afford the rent house because his medicine and chemotherapy had got so expensive. And uh, because his immune system kept going out of whack, he was admitted in the hospital a total of 22 times before they ended up downsizing again. So, after they downsized again, they went into what's supposed to be a three-bedroom apartment, but was considered more of a two-bedroom apartment because of how small it was. 
then the wife lost her job. And they end up staying with um, my father for two months. And at that time, she was so prideful because other people was telling her, you know, go get assistance because you can get assistance for you and the children until, you know, you figure out things and this and that, whatever. So on top of trying to get her husband back and forth to the doctor's office, she's trying to find another job. She's trying to take care of her, her children. And on top of all of that, she was pregnant. It was almost time for her to deliver the baby. And what happened was she ended up having a baby, um, I think three and a half weeks early, because of all the different stress that she, that she was going through. So after that, she went and applied for assistance for housing. There was a wait list. It took almost a year to get on that, to get into um, a housing, but she was able to get into a low-income apartment until they got to her name to get into housing. The problem with that was they didn't want her to get the house because she was still married. Now, mind you, at this time, my husband is disabled. He's dying because he has metastatic cancer, which means it's spreading all over his body. And now... She has five children, and she just started back working where she's not even making half of what she was making at first. Like, she's making, let's put it like this, McDonald's workers was making just as much as she was making. And this is somebody with a college education. So y'all marinate on that, Right? So, all of that that she went through, she finally got the housing, but they didn't want her husband to come. So, she had to fight that because that's her husband. She's still loving, but he's dying. He's sick. He can't work. He can't even drive himself because he had neuropathy so bad to where sometimes he can't even feel his feet. All it feels like is like something sticking you under it but you can't even feel your feet like you can't even stand up on your feet because that's just how bad his neuropathy had got so she fought it for um a, a, I think it was like two or three weeks or something like that they got um different medical records and people to talk to whoever the person that was over the program or over the housing and they ended up letting the husband you know move in uh, a month after they moved into the house um, her husband died three weeks after her husband died her third child took sick The third child ended up having leukemia. But because she was so wrapped up with her husband, she never even noticed that that child was sick. But Ben Carson and his bougie wife wants to cut funds 
from programs like that that benefit so many people because you don't see people whole story. Like I heard somebody say, it just makes me mad when I see them pull up in these nice cars, but you don't know what their situation was before they got those, after they got those nice cars. I mean, their situation probably was amazing. And then circumstances happened and that's what led them to that. Because most people that I know, if you look at them and you don't know their struggle, they look damn good. You will be surprised that some of them live where they live. Because they don't walk around with their struggle on their face. They don't walk around looking raggedy and toe down. And sometimes if that's all you have to hold on to, just to keep moving, that's what you do. That's what being around black women have taught me. And so that this fabulous face right here don't start cracking. Yeah, you don't wear your stress. You don't wear your pain. You don't wear your struggles. And so when people start prejudging and assuming things, it make you look like an ass. I've been an ass before. Because I've assumed shit and I assume shit all the time. But I don't assume to know somebody else's struggle and what somebody else went through simply because of where they're at. Because I know plenty of people that went great places that was way past me. And if you look at my situation and you compare it to theirs, you would think that I'm just living it up. And I'm just fabulous compared to them. But I ain't no better than them. Situations, circumstances, life happen and things change. And that's the outcome for them. That ain't the end for them, but that's what the situation is right now. Until it gets better. Or until this part of the chapter is over. But as a black person that understands the struggle of black people because Ben Carson knows what it what it's like to be poor or be and be around poor, he understands that he get it. But that's a situation where people forget where they came from and pretend like they ain't never been there. Yeah. But I didn't vote Ben Carson in into the position where he at. I don't give two shits about Ben Carson. Just like I don't give two shits about Trump. Let let me just be honest with you. I'm not a fan of Trump. I did not vote for him. I will never vote for him. If it's a matter of life and death, kill me. Because if you don't kill me, and I vote for him and support him, I'm gonna kill myself anyway. Someone like that don't speak for me. He don't represent me. He don't understand me. He don't see me. Because in order for you to understand me or see me, you have to like me. Better yet, respect me as a human, as an individual, as a woman, as a black woman, as a person. And you've made that very clear. 
that you don't respect half of the people in this country. So therefore, I don't respect you. You're a criminal in the White House that have gotten away with so much shit. Where everybody knows, if you really want to be honest and really want to be real, if former President Barack Obama's name just surfaced, any type of negativity with no proof. With no FBI investigation. They would have had him impeached. And everybody in this country knows that. And for some people. To have the audacity. To tell someone like me who is a black woman. First and foremost before I'm anything else. That I should just respect him because he's our president. Just like everybody respected and accepted former President Barack Obama. First of all, that ain't true. Unless you was just in a coma all for, for both terms that President, former President Obama was in there. Because if you were awake... And you were in this country. And you were paying attention to anything. You wouldn't fix your mouth to say that stupid shit. And second of all. I'm a black woman. Who this president. Don't even respect black people. <laughs> and I love my black men. Who call a group. Of majority black people. Sons of bees. And think that me as a black woman going to support and endorse him and say, hey, that is my president. You've lost your rabbit ass mind. Never going to happen. I could be on my deathbed about to die from cancer. And they tell me, you know what? I got a cure for cancer if you support Trump. Let me die. And don't nobody have to believe me, but the people that truly knows me, they know. I'd rather die than to support him. I chose to spend the rest of my life feeling as if my mother give two shits about me than to kiss her ass and make her have a relationship with me. So you think I'm finna endorse somebody that ain't never did shit for me? This woman birthed me into this world. So you think I'm, I'm finna support him? Ain't gonna happen. The difference between him and her, I love her. Because you know why? She at least birthed me into this world. Point blank period. And so, all the Trump and the Ben Carsons of the world supporters, I hope y'all pockets are fat. Because, <laughs> baby, if you ain't comfortable, and if you ain't able to hit be hit anywhere in the gut with hard times, if any type of unforeseen situation occur in your life and you're not prepared for it, you're going to be in some hot shit. And see how shit stinks even worse. 
You know, and just the thought of how shit got my face t twisted up. I can't stand shit. I, I, no, it's just disgusting. But you're going to be in some hot shit. And see, I know what it feels like to struggle. I know how to fight through a struggle. I know how to stay strong and keep pushing. I'm not going to fold and give up because the struggle is real. I know how it feels to do without. I know how it feels to want and can't have it until next payday. I know exactly what that feels like. A lot of people that support Mr. Trump, they don't. And all these white supporters that's living in these trailers, that's living in these uh, uh, white hoods, you know what I mean? Yeah, y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all in trouble, boo-boo. In case you haven't been paying attention, y'all in trouble. You know why y'all in trouble? Because a lot of y'all is getting most of the assistance that they keep saying that the black folks is getting. Yes, darling. Y'all is in trouble. So I hope your president got some money that he's going to throw your way. He's going to come down here and pretend like he bringing gifts to y'all. Like he sent a whole truckload of stuff to these people that was flooding in in Louisiana when he know fucking well he didn't. And y'all believed it. When he supposedly invested and gave money to Louisiana to help the flood victims. And y'all believed it. And y'all said the governor was keeping the money from the people that needed it. Where the money at? How much did he give? Because that can be backtracked. But did y'all backtrack it? Did y'all find the check? Did y'all see how much money was that the government kept from y'all? That y'all President Trump donated to Louisiana to help these poor little victims? Where, where the money at? What happened? Oh, the FEMA money, right? That's the money that y'all were talking about. Y'all forgot all about the check. The claim he wrote, right? Y'all talking about the FEMA money, right? Oh, okay. Okay. I kind of figured that one too. My point is, karma is a bitch. And I do believe karma is a black woman. And she coming to get y'all. Every last one of y'all that voted for Trump just because y'all were racist. Just because y'all didn't want Hillary Clinton in there because you looked at Hillary Clinton as a black Democrat, de uh, de um, Democrat instead of a white woman. Because y'all had it in y'all mind because y'all seen majority of her supporters, celebrity supporters that spoke up more often were black. I ain't sleep, baby. I'm wide awake. My eyes are always open. And I'm feeling like it today. You know why I'm feeling like it today? Because I am stressed out by the goddamn biology test that I don't know shit really about. I know some of it, but not enough to pass it. I'm just going to be honest with you because honesty is what I do best. Keeping it real is who I am. And so when I read this, actually someone sent it to me. And when they sent it to me, it hit a fucking nerve. Because although I'm not trailer trash, 
although I don't live in the poorest black communities, and although I'm not five hours away from being broke, I ain't nowhere near rich, and I'm still a long distance from being comfortable. Let me just say that. But I'm okay. But I know that there are plenty of good people that are way worse situations than I am. And just the mere thought of the changes that's about to affect, that already have taken effect. With no clear picture of what they're going to do. Bothers me. And people still support this man and act like nothing never even happened and everything is good. And now you got the Ben Carson's of the world as well. Furniture in an office is more important than poor people. AR rifles. Is more important than these people's lives. Drugs and guns is more important than these people's lives. Mental health is more important than these people's lives, right? Because you pretending like you care about the mental health. You pretending like you care about getting rid of the AR-15s, but you refuse to denounce accepting any money from them again. You refuse to acknowledge the guns that have been rummaging the streets in these communities. Like none of that is existing. Like none of that matters. So, in my opinion, and this is just my little opinion, so don't call my podcast telling me about Trump and about I'm making something about race. My opinion, she, me, her, Anita, yeah, she, me, her, my opinion, it seems like the money from the AR rifles, just the guns, just, just from the manufacturers, just from the, the NRA period, Drugs, alcohol, it seems like those habits are more important than the people in this country. Because what's the big picture in all those things? What's the big picture in all those things? I'm going to let you think about it. Five, four... Three, two, one. Ding, 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 ding. You don't got it? I got it. Money. Money. And who's getting those money? Trump now. Who's broke, dying, crazy, and killing each other? <laughs> Poor people. Young, ignorant people. Mentally ill people, drug addicts, alcoholics, 
mental people. Those are the ones that are being affected by it in a negative way. How you doing? Yeah. Now I'm not finna say that I got an answer. I'm not finna say that I think, oh, we should do this and it's gonna be. I can't say that. Because if I say that, I'm lying. However, doing nothing as a president, implementing nothing but just talking, stupid shit, having these dumbass interviews is very, very, and it's very, very. And it's going to be big. It's going to be really big. And I have the biggest, biggest button and the biggest, biggest button. Sounding even dumb and retarded all the time. Just shut up. You know what I mean? Just shut up. Just, just be quiet. Don't say nothing. Just stand there and look like a big orange ass sponge with your thin ass hair. Just do that. Because that's basically what you're doing. The shit you say is stupid as shit and nobody gets it. So you might as well stand there and say nothing. Because it confirms what we already know. Nothing going to happen. You crazy. You're selfish. You're arrogant. And you dangerous. And you know what's even worse? His Padros is just as worse as him. That's the scary part. That's the scary part. It is February the 28th. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mortgage insurance has went up. Car insurance have went up. Gas have went up everywhere. Uh, local taxes have went up. State taxes have went up. Uh, food prices in Louisiana have definitely went up even more too. Uh, that's just... That's just the food. We ain't talking about the taxes after you purchase the food and they add all the stuff up. We ain't talking about that. Even water bills have went up. How you doing? Electricity have went up. How you doing? But didn't Donald Trump, Ernst Sponge, say we were going to have more money in our pockets? Right? Right? Right. Okay. When? Y'all better wake up out there. All y'all sitting out there, thinking y'all still comfortable, looking lavish with y'all welfare and food stamps because y'all think that he just pointing the pictures in the black community. Because guess what? Y'all are the one that's going to struggle the most because y'all are ignorant and have no clue of what to do. You need to wake up. Set your ass an alarm. Get your business in order. Get your part-time job. Do something, baby. Because Louisiana is broke, racist, and expensive. 
And it ain't but a few of us in this state that's fucking rich. But I will say, there's like a little a little pettiness under my throat. You know, when certain people, like doctors and shit, you know, when they racist and stuff. And, you know, they talk about Medicaid and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And majority of their patients are Medicaid patients. And they all want paper. They, it do kind of give me like a little <laughs> kind of feeling. But then the reality is these patients need the care. And that's when I'm pissed. We have patients that are not showing up for their doctor's appointment because they can't afford to come to the doctor's appointment because their insurance have changed. These are people that had $2,000 deductibles now have five and $10,000 deductibles on a fixed income. How are they supposed to pay for that? People that have medicine for $13.75, they're paying $75 for fucking medicine. Are you kidding me? Oh, but we live in the best country in the world. Right? If nobody have peeped this situation out, let me clue you in. The rich is going to steady be rich. The middle and the poor is going to be very poor. <laughs> Point blank and the period. Because half of the middle class, majority of the middle class, is a paycheck from being homeless already. So what do you think finna happen? What do you think finna happen? You think you're going to close your eyes and you wake up and then it's going to change? No, it's not going to change, babe. You're going to close your eyes, wake up, and you're going to be homeless. You're going to be laying on the street. You're going to be them people that stand on the corner asking for change. You're going to be them people that you get annoyed with because every time you pull up to the red light, they got a little sign up saying, need food. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. We voted for him, so just respect him. Y'all voted for him. I didn't vote for him. Then you got the ignorant people talking about, well, uh, Barack, Barack ain't do nothing for the black people. I mean, what he supposed to fucking do? Make you go get a damn job? Buy you a house? Oh, I don't know. Buy you a car too. Put some money in your bank account too? Yeah, he supposed to do all that for you, right? Get the fuck out of here. Former President Barack Obama ain't do it, but Trump done it for you? Bush did it for you? Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Bill Clinton did it. Right? Right? Oh, okay. I'm just wondering. Who did it for you? Then somebody I know, not going to call no name because you know who you are. Because I know they're listening. Voted for, for, for Trump. Let me give you the backdrop. Been in jail twice. Drug-related charges, gun charges, supposedly the gun wasn't theirs, but they had the gun in their possession, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, okay, right. And they live in a trailer. 
And it's a used trailer, and the trailer's not theirs. In a trailer park. Right. That they're trying to close down. Because they're saying that the trailer is not safe in that that trailer park. Yeah. But they voted for Trump. Am I missing something? And if you took it as I'm judging right now, that's probably because I am. I'm judging. So, I'm not going to keep going on because I've been going at this for what? 35, 36 minutes? And I have class. I have work today. And I need to get it together. Right? But when I saw that article and I saw Ben Carson with his ugly ass on the picture. It made me angry. And let me just put, let me make something very clear. I don't give a shit what color a person is. Because Ben Carson could have been fucking purple. If furniture is more important than a person's life, I'm still going to say something about it. It just so happened he's black. Okay? In case y'all didn't know that. You know, because the ones that want to call in and say I make stuff about race all the time. Live in my community. You be a black woman. You, you live my life. And then you tell me. Because I can't live your life as a white person. Because I'm not white. And I don't know what your circumstances is. Because I don't even know you. I just know that you've tried to use my podcast as a way to stir up topics. So that you can promote your podcast. Ain't going to happen. Because there's plenty of people podcasts that I listen to. I don't agree with everything that they say. But how dare I call their podcast and try to be confrontational with them about how they feel. And then spin everything into a negative thing. And you know what? It's not just them either. It's the women too. Because every time she, me, her, Anita, say how she feel about somebody not doing what they supposed to do with their badass churn. Now I'm trying to talk about mothers. What the hell I said about mothers? Besides the truth. She, me, her, Anita was at Chuck E. Cheese the weekend. She, me, her, Anita seen several different children pushing other children out of a way where they were putting their money in a, in a slot, playing a game, and these people's children came and pushed them children out the way and took over the game. These people snatched these children's tickets out of their hands. Their parents ain't say shit. That happened. I spoke on it. If you take care of your children, if you take your children to Chuck E. Cheese daycare and you make sure that you don't leave them at Chuck E. Cheese daycare or you take them to Chuck E. Cheese daycare and you monitor them and you watch them and you don't let them do whatever they want to do and you correct their asses, I was not talking to you. If you got offended, that's because you probably do it. Well, that's something you got to fix. Because it ain't just me have a problem with people that do that. It's plenty of people. There were other people at Chuck E. Cheese the weekend to complain. So it wasn't just me. It just so happened I had a podcast that I can get on and express my frustration about it. Because that's how I felt. Okay? Okay. 
With that being said, like I've said on plenty of my podcasts, we are some fabulous people. We make the world go round. We are the reason the world constantly grows because without us, the world cannot continue to grow. You know why? Because we make babies. We are the ones that makes the babies with the help of the man. We push them out. We raise them majority of the time. We take care of them. We're smart. We're strong. We're sophisticated. And we're better together than we are apart. But majority of us want to be so confrontational. Want to fuss. Want to fight. Want to make a wall. Want to make everybody a problem. Nobody have time for that. I know I don't. I'm trying to pass biology. And math. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Because I have a goal ahead of me. That I'm trying to accomplish. And no, I'm not running it at other people's speed. I'm running it as the speed that I see fit for myself. That I can handle. Because that works for me. With that being said, I hope that we as a whole are paying attention to what's going on in this country, who all is being affected, and if there's any way that we can help people that are down and out without putting ourselves in a situation where we are down and out, help these people. Don't turn away and look at them negative. Stop judging people. And stop feeling guilty because you know you're not doing what you're supposed to do. If you know it's something that you're supposed to do that you're not doing, stop getting mad and being all sensitive because somebody say something about mothers not doing something or a woman being a thought or a hoe or a woman being easy or a woman showing... Like, if you know you're doing that, why are you offended? If you don't like how I feel, change what you're doing. Because if you don't feel bad about what you're doing, you, you're not going to be offended because you heard someone say something. If you got offended because of what you heard, it's because you know you did something or you're feeling guilty because it hits home. Change it. Only person can change it is yourself. Or jail. But even in jail, you're not really, some people don't really change. You know, because some people get in the inside and then they change in a negative way because they feel like they have to do that just to get through it. So I'd say jail can change you. Changes some people in a good way, but some people don't. I think it just depends on the person's mental status, I guess. You know. But at the same time, you're still in control of your change. Like, you still have to say, this is what I want to do compared to this is what I don't want to do. And you don't have to act on it and make it happen. So, technically, whether you're in jail or not, you still have control on you changing or not changing. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. And I'm not trying to be funny. But this is a thought. I think that if I go to jail, I think I'm going to come out being like this hard, thuggish ass Anita Shaw or something like that. Like Tasha Anisha Ka or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, what you looking at, fool? What you looking at? I'm be like that type of person. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you ain't going to try me unless it's Big Bertha. 
And Big Bertha, you know, normally when they say Big Bertha, she's like this big old 200-something type chick, braids, cornrows to the back, looking like a dude with titties. Mm-mm. Oh, my God, that freaks me out. Uh-uh. No, I ain't going to jail. But if I was going to jail, it's going to be because I killed somebody because they fuck with my family. I'm just going to say that. But other than that, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for the steal. Be out in the street fighting people. First of all, my face too pretty. And then, you know, I care if somebody hit me in my face. You know, when I was young and I wanted to be a boxer, that was different then. You know, I ain't think about it like that. I ain't think about what if they broke your nose or what if they popped your eye out and they couldn't get it. You know, I'm just like, I ain't think about stuff like that. But as a woman and you're looking at me, you're like, oh, my God, she is beautiful. Oh, my. Yes, honey. That ain't me. I, I ain't got time for that. No. Mm-mm. Nope, I ain't, no, I ain't, Mm-mm. but don't think for a second that I'm soft or I'm weak, because <laughs> the old girl will surprise you, I'm just saying, I ain't going out there looking for nothing, but if it comes to me, I'll make it very clear, give me my space, mind your business, you might want to leave me alone, I'm going to give you your warnings, and if you choose not to listen, then whatever happens, happens. That's how I feel. That's how I've always felt about things. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it is. Anyway, you guys have a fabulous Wired Wednesday. I'm wired today. I'm very wired. I think because I'm stressed out about this damn biology test. But I can only do what I can do. It's not like she give you um, a decent amount of stuff where you're capable of comprehending and and it's semi-mastering all of this. woman give you three and four chapters to study to do a test on. And like she gave us two chapters and she said, well, we're only going to do chapter 12 or something like that. Then we get there Monday. She was like, no, I'm going to add chapter 11 and we're going to do 12. And then I'm, I'm going to follow up with 15. And so we end Monday evening off with chapter 15. That's going to be on a test today. And some of chapter 8. What? Now she went over it. She went over it. But you want people to learn 8 chapters. For a test. For Wednesday. But it's not a lot. Is what she said. She said. You guys just have to constantly read. What? Reading ain't helping me. But. I decided to take the class. So, whatever happens, happens. I just have to pray that I can push through and muster up enough to pass this test. And you know what, you guys? I've been rumbling on for 40 doggone six minutes. So, I'm going to go. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to listen to it. (laughs) But anyway, you have a blessed one. Peace and love. Anita, love to hate to hate. Bye.